Hello, everybody. Welcome to Screenwriting with Yang, the podcast where we learn the craft of screenwriting by reviewing the latest movies, studying some classic movies, and talking a little bit about screenwriting theory. My name is Yang, and today we're going to take a look at the movie The Gentleman. And we're going to use this movie to talk about what it takes to write compelling characters. All right, so grab your beverage of choice and let's get into it. The Gentleman is written and directed by Guy Ritchie. It came out earlier this year in theaters, but it just came out on Netflix, so that's why I'm just getting to it now. The movie has an all star cast, starting with Matthew McConaughey and Charlie Hunnam. Also stars Michelle Dockery, Jeremy Strong, Henry Golding, Colin Farrell. The list goes on. <laughs> and to round it all off, Hugh Grant is in there as the unreliable narrator. The story starts off with Hugh Grant, who plays a private investigator slash a freelance reporter who goes by the name of Fletcher. He visits a man named Ray in the middle of the night, played by Charlie Hunnam, and Fletcher wants Ray to talk to his boss, Michael, played by Matthew McConaughey, to give him 20 million pounds in exchange for privileged information. Basically, Michael Pearson has the biggest weed manufacturing distribution chain in all of the UK, and he has been looking to sell his business for a while and retire. He has been courting a potential buyer named Matthew Berger, played by Jeremy Strong, and the deal is set to be worth around 400 million pounds. Fletcher has been hired by a man named Big Dave, who is the editor of a local tabloid newspaper who wants to take down Michael Pearson above all else. But during Fletcher's investigation of Michael Pearson and his upcoming deal with Matthew Berger, he has uncovered much more than he had anticipated, including the attempted hostile takeover by a young Chinese mobster drug dealer named Dry Eye, played by Henry Golding. Essentially, in this story, there are five groups of people who are all conflicting with each other, fighting with each other, but also working with each other one time or another. You have Pearson and his advisor, Ray. You have the buyer in Matthew Berger. You have Fletcher and Big Dave, who represent the press. And you have Dry Eye, who is the young dragon that's trying to take over everything. There's also Colin Farrell, who is a boxing coach at a local gym, and he trains a group of young men to film cool YouTube videos, but who are also very capable of fighting. <laughs> the story has tons of twists and turns, and I was always left guessing as to what was going to happen, like who is going to backstab who, like who's really into what. It was very enjoyable to watch because the story was never boring. I was always trying to guess, we're trying to think, like we're trying to make sense of what is going on like who's trying to backstab who it never got to a point where i felt like it was losing control and it was just making stuff up or coming up with stuff just because it was cool or subverted our expectations <laughs> i would definitely say that this movie 
mostly fulfills Guy Ritchie's goal of going back to his roots. In previous interviews, he has said that he hopes this movie would be a spiritual successor to Lockstock and to Smoking Barrels and Snatch. I would say that in terms of style, it's definitely like Two Barrels, but in terms of story complexity, I would say it's closer to Snatch. So I do feel this movie is the perfect combination of Lockstock and then Snatch. But I would say overall that The Gentleman is much more accessible and has much broader appeal than those two previous movies. Which is great, which I think will make this e movie an easy recommend to most people just looking to watch a cool action film. Unique characters are always Guy Ritchie's strong suit. And in this movie, it's the same with Fletcher, the character played by Hugh Grant. He's the most compelling and interesting character, which is important because he essentially is the narrator of this movie. Like he tells us this movie through telling Ray, his potential buyer of the information that he has uh, found. From a performance point of view, Hugh Grant does a great job in delivering the story in like this weird, uh, twisted, funny sort of way. And he gives the character like this gay angle who is super in love with Ray. So he's always trying to hit on him while trying to sell him this uh, information, which was really funny and uh, in a, like a twisted kind of silly way that I think is so Guy Ritchie that I really enjoy watching. But Fletcher as a character is a great segue into what I want to talk about in terms of writing for this episode. And that is how to write a compelling character. Now Fletcher, this character, is the most compelling but he's not the most unique and this is the first pro tip that I want everyone to understand that compelling characters and unique characters are not the same thing. This is because compelling characters come from characters that are created in line with the theme of the movie and not a character that just has a bunch of cool personality traits or quirks. Many beginning writers think interesting characters come from giving a character nuances like facial tics or weird speech patterns or interesting clothing or like a hobby or like a habit of some kind. They feel like they have to make the character stand out among the other characters for them to be compelling. But that's just like saying, okay, I want this character to stand out from a crowd, so I'm gonna dress him in this purple suit and have everyone else wear white. Yes, this character will stand out in comparison to all the other characters that aren't wearing a purple suit, but by just wearing a new piece of clothing doesn't make the character inherently more compelling or interesting. This is simply because characters like any other element of a story is there as a tool to serve the greater purpose, which is to tell a interesting and compelling story. Now characters are unique in that they are primarily used to express the theme or they can be seen as the ambassadors or the carriers of the message of the movie. So for a character to be compelling, they must represent one side or one aspect of the theme that you are trying to portray in this movie. So the prerequisite of creating a compelling character is to first know what your theme is because if you don't know what your movie's theme is, then most likely your characters are not going to be on theme, which means they won't be as compelling. So this is pro tip number two is that when you're thinking about creating a character, don't just create them because you think, oh, this character is super cool. <laughs> 
always think about what this character is there to accomplish. Now, not every character needs to be on theme. Like sometimes you need characters for plot exposition. Sometimes you need them for comic relief. Sometimes you need them for cannon fodder. <laughs> like characters do different things in movies and not all of them have to represent your theme. But usually your protagonist, which is your main character, your antagonist, and your supporting role who establishes the main relationship with your protagonist. These three characters are usually on theme. The problem with the gentleman is that the theme that they want to express is just not clear, which results in many of their characters not being clear, aka not being compelling. Which is too bad because I feel like this movie had a pretty good idea of the theme it wanted to explore from the conceptual stage. But I think it was just lost when the whole filming began and then Guy Ritchie got into his head like, oh, I need to make this cool. I need to make it stylish. I have all these big actors. I want to give them as much screen time as possible, make them look the best that they can. And I think the theme or the message of what he really wanted to do was just kind of buried underneath uh, all this fluff. Now the movie is called The Gentleman, so that helps with this idea. There's this idea that Michael Pearson, Matthew McConaughey's character, in the movie about the rules of the jungle, that if you're the king of the jungle, you should act in a certain way. And it's very clear from Michael Pearson's history and his actions that he lives by a code. And it's not just about money. He makes it very clear to these up and coming youngsters that he cannot be bought. We also see Michael Pearson going out of his way to help his associates when it actually brings him more harm. These aspects of Michael's character is on theme and they're great and that's what makes him compelling. And that is the problem because the protagonist is only as strong as his or her antagonist. And this movie's antagonist is just not very clearly on theme. You get the sense that other people in this movie, whether it's Matthew Berger or Dry Eye, they don't live by this code, sure. But it's not clear what they believe in. Do they just believe in money or power or whatever? What is the code that they live by that is in contrast to Michael's code. They don't live by any code. Their characters are not clear to have this conflicting theme. So while these characters are cool and interesting, they don't offer any sort of counter argument to the overall theme of this movie, which makes them not very compelling as characters. The reason why I said from the very beginning that Fletcher, Hugh Grant's character, is very compelling because he actually lives by the opposite code of Michael Pearson. Money for him is the code that he lives by. Anyone that gives him money, he'll work for. Big Dave, the editor who hired Fletcher, said just as much when he said that Fletcher just works for the highest bidder. This idea that Fletcher works for money, that money is his highest code of honor, is in direct contrast with Michael Pearson who cannot be bought. This is great because you have two opposing characters who are on opposite ends of a thematic argument, but the problem is they never have direct conflict with each other. And this is a problem because if Fletcher is the main antagonist of the movie, because he's on the opposite side of the theme as Michael Pearson, then they need to have direct conflict, direct competition with each other 
around this theme, but they just don't, they never even meet. And because the whole movie is not anchored in a clear theme, uh, the events as they near the climax of the story just feels like random events that are cool but ultimately meaningless. This is seen through Colin Farrell's character because he's a coach at a local boxing gym and he trains a group of young men. Now these group of young men and Colin Farrell become really important later on in the story. And you can see that Colin Farrell also lives by a kind of code. Again, the problem is that he and Michael Pearson never meet. They never work together directly. They never talk to each other. So again, it's hard to have two female characters represent the theme and never meet each other or interact. But the bigger problem with Colin Farrell's character is that we never see the price that he pays for living with this code. So if Michael Pearson or Colin Farrell or uh, Fletcher has this code they live by, we need to see the positives and the negatives of living with this code. That's the way to make theme compelling, to make it an argument. And that way their characters will be compelling because they're conflicted with whether they should stick to their morals or their code, or they should abandon them for, you know, better quality of life. Overall, I would say The Gentleman is a fun experience, is very well done, super entertaining. I will watch it again just for Hugh Grant and Matthew McConaughey. Like the characters are so interesting in this movie. I just wish they had more time together. I feel like this movie can be described still as style over substance and ultimately fails to deliver any of the more meaningful themes and messages that it was set out to do. Now there's nothing wrong with movies like that. Not all movies need to have powerful and deep themes for them to be entertaining. But for this movie, I just feel like it was trying to do much more than it accomplished. All right, guys, so that is my review of The Gentleman. Hope you liked it. Hope you found it useful. And if you did, please consider giving me a five-star rating on iTunes. It would really help out a lot. And I'll see you guys next time. Peace.